You are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back to the masses. Alright everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio broadcast. Bring you a slice we call 21st Century Black Radio to the masses each week for our three-hour mix show full of music and commentary and such. The music we play represents the black diaspora, such as hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, house, and more. As well as a bit of news commentary and at times here and there interviews. On the mix and commentary end, you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro who does the same thing. Let me have him go ahead and introduce himself. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, glad to be back. To the new, Glad to be back on a new cycle, new rotation. 04, I mean 14. Yes, indeed. It's a blessing. Of course, back again with the wonderful DJ Fusion. Rocker Stone, Rock, Rocko Rosanna Dana, and of course, I saw Raw Black Hawk. Much love to all. Much love to all. Yes, indeedy, we are definitely going to make it happen. We're going to try to do some new things, some different things, and of course, keeping the flow going. Much love, and you know what I'm saying? Everybody's feeling good. Everybody, we have. It's just, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Now it's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, anytime that you can feel better about yourself or your mission or what you need to do, you know what I'm saying? If, if people are doing that, if books are doing that, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's, you know, this is the time. This is this is the time for people that really have love and really have peace in their hearts. And pettiness is really gonna really what's gonna kill people. Insecurity, jealousy. Self-doubt. But now it's, it's, it's back on Fusebox Radio. We won't talk too much, but what's the deal, Fusion? Nah, doing good, doing good. Glad to start off this first brand spanking new show of the year. We just came back from our Christmas and New Year's breaks. Uh, parts of which um, had us get a little bit delayed with some things because um, I was up in the New Jersey, New York City metro area for a bit. Shout out to my right. folks, um, Madeline E, for having me down during that time frame. And right around the first, where it's like, hey, let me try to get a new show together. Got a good nine inches of snow up in North Jersey. So guess who wasn't traveling anywhere? That would be me. So yeah. that's the way life goes and all of that good stuff. And um, got shout out to Public Transportation Authority and all the folks who do sanitation and whatnot because that weather was wrecked. Super duper brick. It was like polar vortex action that all these folks keep seeing on the news where it literally snowed the first day and you know snow when you get up to the northeast region of the United States but there are international issues, it's pretty real and whatnot. And then literally the next day I woke up be like, yo, what's gonna be a, a toasty eleven degree high? So guess what happened to that snow? Yeah. 
it became iced up, so it was all good. But gay folks, plenty of time to go through some old and new school music and put together a lovely mix for heads today. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, yeah, already in 2014, we, um, got a lot going on, a lot of stuff that, um, we're getting planned in motion to roll out to our wonderful listeners. Um, whether you check out the radio show by your FM dial in that radio station or our podcast stream and feed, or if you check us out at various events and stuff like that, um, a lot of good things are happening and we'll be rolling out that information as time comes. In the meantime, as always, shout out to all of our old school listeners at the Fusebox Radio broadcast from. It feels weird to even say that back in our 20th century days, late 20th century days. You know, to, you know, the current time frame and whatnot, this April will be in the 16th year of existence down, of the show. Down. And um, that'll be a blessing. And that's kind of wild to me to think about it in that aspect. Um, a few days ago, I turned 35. I ain't afraid to say my age. A lot of folks don't survive to this age. That's true. Much less whatever else. And, you know, about five, ten more years, depending on your definition, I'd be hip hop age. So it's all good. <laughs> and, you know, one to find the era of black music's age at large. And, um, yeah, you know, all of our old school listeners, shout out to y'all, shout out to, all, to everybody who found us out new somehow, whether you just did a search for an artist or checking out a different type of show or whatever, we deeply appreciate you. And um, for those who are new, let me just break down how we do the show each and every week. At the beginning, we get into our promo spiel, you know, talking about how you can check us out um, online and offline, how you can go ahead and um, see us at different events that they're coming up, so forth and so on. Then we get into a little bit of news and commentary talk in terms of events that happen throughout the week that have caught our interest that we think folks will be interested in. And then both myself and Asal Rock get into the music mix. And at times here and there, we have interviews. And uh, we actually have a little bit of an interview this week, so that's pretty cool. So, I'll get into more details with that as time comes along. Excuse me. In the meantime, um, let's go ahead and roll right into things. You can always check out what's going on the Fusebox Radio broadcast via our official website, which is FuseboxRadioOnline.com. That's F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E dot com. Through that site, you can check out our history, you can check out upcoming events, um, past shows, some um, mixtapes, which are going to be updating um, soon, um, various video pictures, we're getting more heavy to the photography end of things. Um, of course, how to submit music for our music artists, independent and mainstream, all the details are literally right there. In terms of how to do it, whether you want to do it through SoundCloud, using MP3s, or if you feel like using the postal mail, you know, nobody minds getting CDs or vinyls here. You can send that stuff that way, too. And, you know, how to book us for events, all types of stuff is on um, that particular website. Our official blog is blackradioisback.com. Through blackradioisback.com, you can click at the Fusebox Radio Affiliates link and find out all the wonderful folks who spread our show throughout the world to fully support all of them and the wonderful content that they offer and present. And if you have somehow happened to miss the Fusebox Radio broadcast through your favorite media outlet, we are available via podcast. Over two plus years of podcast archives are available for your listening pleasure. And because we're clean slash radio friendly, you can play it at the office, around your way, whatever have you. So whether you like using iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbay FM, and plenty, plenty more, you can go ahead and check us out 
that way. Our official podcast site is fuseboxradio.podomatic.com. Shout out to them for hosting the show for, God, it's getting to be, I think, just about a decade now. Official. We got into the podcast scenario early, and I'm glad that, you know, we're still able to hold on to do our thing, and they've been um, a great host and stuff for our archive, so we appreciate them. Of course, shout out to the folks who have us as a part of our um, music and cultural writing staff over at Planet Ill and um, Oh Hell No Blog, uh, planetill.com and ohmblog.com, respectively. Um, I know all of us in the music staff have various things going on by around the end of the year, but we're going to be getting the uh, Best of 2013 list up soon, so definitely stay tuned for that and what have you. Um, shout out to Hillier Art Station in Washington, D.C., around the DuPont Circle area. Just did their past two First Friday events. Playing music for the wonderful um, new art exhibitions that are happening over there. And at HillierArtSpace.org. Very good, folks. Deeply appreciate all the um, wonderful audience who came through. And, you know, groove to a lot of diverse too. Because sometimes you hear art gallery, you think it's going to be like totally quote unquote to Diddy or whatever. And it's kind of cool yet weird to DJ at events like that and be like, I can throw on literally almost anything that has a groove. And cats are cool. But you can't do that at a quote-unquote traditional hip-hop event. But anyway, um, that's just the way things roll. More events are coming up soon. And um, yeah, we got another big heavy hitter event in the summertime. But we're locking out all the details for that as soon as we lock all of that together. We'll let y'all know. And on the side, and to the shouting out folks for event, of course, shout out to our friends at DC Rap, DCRap.com, and one versus many, one BSM.com, as well as the ladies of Lipstick Revolt. Um, LipstickRevolt.com for the great event they had at Tropicalia in December in the Yushi Corridor, Washington, D.C., which was an event for women of all parts of the arts to come to and represent um, not just the performances of us, you know, singing, rhyming, uh, dance, and more. But also through um, some very informative panels from the nonprofit of the game, as well as the entertainment and music of the game. So, gotta shout out to Homegirl Mana is me for that, and of course our homie um, Tyrone Norris for doing the, the content DC rap events. In terms of keeping it active, um, indie hip hop culture, jumping off the DC metro area. Because there is quite a bit of talent here, but, you know, I've seen a few both sides. I did promotion back in the day, and, you know, of course, I'm an artist, do other type of things. And for people who put out all that money and time to have people do their thing, that's something folks should feel that is, is a blessing. No doubt. Especially for heads away, you know, trying to run people's pockets and what have you. No doubt. Because if... People, whether you're a fan or artist, let's be perfectly honest, there's some heads who ain't really popping like that. Or they got to get their skills set up to get to that point where they're popping, especially with live performance, because you can record anything that you want. If you don't get that live performance off, after a while, ain't nobody going to care. I agree. That's just how life works in any music genre, but especially with hip-hop. Like, when you see a cat like Jay-Z, whether you feel a way about his current music or not right now, that cat can... Be by himself on a stage and rock a crowd. No doubt. That's a skill. A brother like KRS, what are you talking about? The old school cats can still destroy an audience. No doubt. And be there by themselves. That's a skill. And that's a skill that some guys had to take, take some work to get done. So all these independent outlets and promoters and things who are honest and doing their thing, 
Y'all need to appreciate those cats, though. I just want to put that out there and let heads know. And, um, let me see here. I think that's about it on the website and shout-out and, and what have you. And because we were out of the loop for the past week or so, we definitely have a lot to talk about on the yeah, commentary yeah, yeah. of the show. Um, One thing I wanted to mention first was, I don't know if it was on your mind, Fusion, that's one reason why I wanted to say it, because I don't know if you saw the uh, Soul Train Music Awards. Yeah. And a lot of time has passed since then. But we hadn't spoken about it on the last show. And I hadn't seen it when it first aired, but then I saw it later. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very good. Um, I was very impressed, you know, with this one. And I was very impressed with some of the stuff that was said. And, uh, of course, they gave a big up to um, uh, uh, Sister... I'm forgetting it. Uh, Dion Warwick. Yes. And, uh, you know, that was always, you know, you know, old sister, she said, uh, you know, she, she gave no name to God to create. I, I love that. So it, was, it made it so everybody who believed in God could kind of evolve around that. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what name that you said, you know. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was cool though. And, um, you know, every, all the performances I thought were good, uh, I thought uh, I definitely I was kind of I was feeling everybody's performance. Um, one of my I think one of the more standout performances for me was Tamar Braxton, but I thought you know everybody was good, and um, definitely that's the only thing else I want to say about it. But big up to everybody who, who did their thing on there. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely, thanks for touching base on that. You covered anything I would have said on that end, so um, that's all good. Um, one quick note before we get into the commentary section of the um, show, it didn't write into the music and everything else. Um, I mentioned that we're doing the interview this week. It's been a little while since folks have done interviews, and to be perfectly honest, we both talked about it, and it was because that a lot of artists and other people, quite frankly, haven't been doing good interviews as of late. You know what I mean? Since this is an audio format, you don't want to have that, eh, you know what I'm saying, cat over and over again on, on, on the air. It sounds kind of corny. Much less if you're not saying, like, remotely anything of substance. That doesn't mean you got to be ultra super deep all the time, but you got to have something going on. Besides, you know, maybe, oh, here's a nice track or two. And um, we are going to get back to doing more interviews um, during this particular year of 2014. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, the interview I did was with a young man named uh, Will EQ. He was one of the um, really talented young um, indie MCs I ran into at um, A3C in October of 2013 in Atlanta, Georgia. And his uh, mixtape project, Social Insecurity, it's a pretty dope project. I think from what's more missing in this particular hip hop era, which is like the average guy era of hip hop stuff, where you know you can talk about you know deeper things, the political stuff, but you can also you know just talk about cooling out and chilling and whatever have you. And it has a good balance of you know nice emceeing and production. So we talked to him for a little bit, and it does um definitely an interesting interview, and I look forward to having Cash check that out as well as you know some samples of his music. So that's a part of this week's show. We also have a brand new Black Agenda Report segment. Um, via our folks over at um, Black Agenda Report with Glenn Ford. So shout out to all of them. And I think the school systems as of right now are still on break as of this particular time of broadcast. But as soon as those come back through, we will have um, new 
direct effects segments from the Black University Radio Network with Lamar Blackman and Lamar crew over there. So, just wanted to put all that out there and have that be known. And yeah, let's go ahead and um, get into a little bit of extra commentary. Um, during the past few weeks, some very important people in the realm of culture have passed. And uh, we definitely have to um, name them and break them down. Uh, first and foremost, um, particularly because uh, both myself and Asara have some deep New Jersey roots. And what have you, especially around the northern New Jersey area. We have to give um, respect and condolences to the friends, family, and fans, and all those who have been affected by the work of um, Amiri Baraka. No doubt. No doubt. Um, author who engaged in a lot of poetry and playwriting, as well as um, getting to the political realm. He passed away in Newark, New Jersey at the age of 79 years old over at Beth Israel Medical Center. Um, now... Yeah, right. Literally lived around that way um, not too long ago. Um, that's, in, that's in like the middle of North. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, I just a lot of memories about that and definitely pick up to the family and everybody was affected by that. You know, that's, um, you know, that's the, that's, 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 that's the essence, essence of North. You know, there, there's, there's, a, there's the rough edges, but the essence of North. No question, no question. And Amir Baraka had his controversial side on multiple planes, and we're going to get to that in just a little teeny bit. Um, I know for me, the first time I ever ran to his work was when he called himself Leroy Jones. Back during the 60s and 70s. Um, There was a book I read by a man named Donald Bogle that talked about um, black film, the history of black film in the United States. And they talked about this um, film called Dutchman that was based off of um, Amiri Baraka's play. I remember seeing that joint around late high school and being blown away. Like, this this guy is on some ish type of blown away. And whatnot. And I'm not going to give away all the plot details or whatever, but I do know Dutchman is on YouTube right now. Okay. In full. So everybody, you know, pull out them smartphones, computers, whatever, and check that out. And there's also a lot of Mir Baraka doing um, performance pieces and lecturing on YouTube as well to check out the essence of the man. He also wrote a very, very good book called Blues People, Negro Music, and White America. Okay. That broke down the history of um, black American music up through the jazz and R&B eras. That's very good to um, Pete. Now, he was also always a political firebrand, not necessarily falling into what people will call now the Democrat or Republican side of the game. And what had you, yeah, some people said he was very radical in terms of, you know, his political views. And whether you agree or disagree with them, one of the things he did care about was the people of Newark. Especially, you know, well, throughout his entire life, but especially during that 60s and 70s and 80s period where there was a lot of shifting in terms of how folks, you know, would rock and deal with black America. And Newark to this day is still very politically potent in a lot of ways. And he spread a decent amount of that to his um, family, particularly Rob Baraka. 
folks are still carrying on um, that tradition right now. Um, you have some folks who are like, well, Mary Baraka could have been all that because, you know, he was a Marxist and a black nationalist, but it was like, I never knew that um, what's called the civil rights era here in the States meant you only had to follow one path to make things happen, whether you agree with the political system or not. He did make a very powerful impact in there. He was also, for two years, the Poet Laureate of New Jersey. Oh, no. Now, because of a poem he wrote during the September 11th attacks, you had people who ended up um, eliminating his post in that. Because some people said that um, the lines in there were, were anti-Semitic. And what have you. And over Baraka's period of time, he's been accused of a lot of things. From misogyny to homophobia and, and just being just too too on, on the edge and too militant. And while I can't say I love and agree with everything that Baraka did, for him to be an artist who put himself completely out on Front Street, I think he did way more good for the people of Newark and the general black arts movement in general than anything that was detrimental. So on that level, you know, the brother did what he had to do during his time on Earth and, you know, again, condolences to his family, friends, and others. No doubt, no doubt. Um, You know, Newark is a very dynamic place. Um, I've traveled a lot. Um, Lived a lot of places as a child. You know, I'm born in New York, but um, I didn't spend all my time in New York. And um, so I saw a lot of different places. And I see, so I lived in the Midwest. I lived down south. You know, I lived in the Midwest and down south and up north all before I was 12 years old. So I saw a lot of different things. And um, very few places are like North. So I can, I can go back in time and measure ten, or if I go back to that place and becoming an adult, very few places are like North. And, um, and for Mary Baraka, well, obviously he was, he was an influence of that. But um, you know, there's not a, there might not necessarily be a lot of like uh, maybe people as popular as him. But, um, you know, the majority of my days in Jersey, the majority of my days in Jersey was in Newark. And, or if not Newark, East Orange, you know, you know, those type of areas, surrounding areas of Newark, which the outsiders look like Newark. Um, and Orange, and, um, but, you know, as an adult, you know what I'm saying, and, um, there was just very few, I mean, it, it was, I don't know, I mean, you know, I did, the bad side of it is kind of the baddest that I've ever seen, you know, you know, nobody from New York is in the street selling drugs in the street In other words, you know, people go to other places know, to set up shop, but they don't really do that in Newark, you know, I mean, it's probably been done in some way, form, fashion, working through people that live there, 
So, you know, you just ain't just setting up, hey, I'm going to, no, nah, you don't do that around me. You know. But that's just on the street level, but as far as on the uh, spiritual or knowledgeable, good human being level, you know, there are those people that are down there, and, uh, you know, they're doing what they got to do to survive, you know, and it's not really that easy to survive. But uh, definitely pick up. I don't want to spend too much. There's, there's a lot of emotion attached to that. You know. Um, you know. I paid rent in Newark. You know. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, rich. Plus, I'm out of town now. I don't live there no more. So, you know, a lot of things have changed up there. And uh, a lot of things have changed in a way that uh, Maria Baraka, you know, if I'm correct, didn't agree with. But, um, because I think he was concerned about the money interest that were coming in with Cory Booker, you know, and what, 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 you know, what was their plan for, you know, black people, you know, and, uh, which is a natural concern, you know what I'm saying? So, what this is making me really do is make, kind of made me feel ashamed because I hadn't read enough on him, you know, I hadn't read enough, but, you know. Bless him and his um his um going to the next dimension and uh, God bless him and his family and um definitely something to look up to inspired by. Alright? Alright, no doubt, no doubt. Um next up, especially for us kids who grew up in the eighties to nineties, James Avery, the actor passed away. At the age of 65. Now, a ton of folks know him as Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But his acting career lasted a very long time, over three decades, including for my folks who are uh, more on the cartoon end. If you remember that first iteration of late 80s of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I didn't know until he passed away. He was the voice of the Shredder. And he was also um, James Rhodes in the Iron Man cartoon. You know, the um, the black brother who rolls with Tony Stark. Um, he was also in the Blues Brothers, L.A. Law, um, the TV series Sparks. And for my anime heads, um, which this threw, me, this threw me off, which meant that somebody liked him way back when. Um, he did um, a voice in the English dub of um, Fist of the North Star. Which is a cult classic of anime. So um, he was all over the place with what he did, and I think a lot of people look at the Uncle Phil role, especially in the realm of what we call mainstream TV right now. Yes, we do have more channels, you do see more images of people at large who are black. I think during that time frame, he was one of the good examples of a strong black man in the household. In a full household. No doubt. No doubt. Of his. Um, no doubt. I know for me, they had the episode where I think Ben Vereen had played Will Smith's absentee father. And there was like a real touching scene between um, James Avery and um, Will Smith when um, Will Smith just kind of broke down because of that situation in his life. And um, it was a very, very strong support to see between two black men. 
dealing with pain, but being strong and being able to get through it. And um, I know people can find that joint on YouTube. I've seen the, the clip and the link and everything with that. And overall, I think he just had a good vibe at large with the acting roles he did and everything else. So, you know, respect due and condolences to his family, friends, and fans. Definitely playing a major role for all of us 80s and 90s kids. And speaking of people who played a big role in folks' life, but more behind the scenes, um, Asian media tycoon Run Run Shaw passed away at the age of 106. So that can't live for a long time. Now, some people might not think about the name too tough, but if you were ever into kung fu movies, during the 1970s, 1980s, you've, you've seen what's called the Shaw Brothers logo. Well done on um, them kung fu joints. And with that, this is the house that did Five Deadly Venoms. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm pulling up the... <clears throat> I'm pulling up the listing right now for um, Shaw Brothers Studio here on Wiki while um, um, up here in the studio. He did... They did uh, one arm... They did one arm swordsman. They did... Let me see here. They, they did a whole bunch of stuff. Let me. I just want to name a few things because for folks who are like, oh well, who are these guys? It's like they um they pretty much made made your life if you were into kung fu movies <laughs> and um, what have you. Um, let me see here. Oh my god, this list is like um crazy, crazy long. Thirty six chamber of Shaolin, eight diagram pole fighter, five fingers of death. Um, over a thousand plus movies. These cats were up in the mixing. And um, he was the guy who didn't only build up this particular studio to go ahead and make that happen. He's the cat who also imported this stuff internationally and overseas. So even if you just there like, well, I didn't watch Kung Fu movies and whatnot. Um, they also provided a lot of financing for U.S. films, including Blade Runner. Oh, okay. The OG version in um, 1982. So, you know, this cat had his hand in a whole lot of stuff. Of course, just from the influence of those movies alone, you wouldn't have your John Woo's today. You wouldn't have your Quentin Tarantino's today. Um, let me see here. You wouldn't have um, your Kung Fu cats like Gordon Liu, who did, who did his thing. You had um, early Jackie Chan in some of the movies. Just a whole... Um, just a whole ton of cats through them mixes and what have you. And um, for one a kid like me who was just all up into the Kung Fu Theater when it used to be on, when I grew up in Maryland, I think it was like one of the Baltimore channels that don't exist no more. It was channel 45 or 54 on Saturdays, always played Kung Fu movies. Those were a lot of them joints I saw. And then of course, you know, growing up and getting to the NY area was pretty much over by then, much less being a hip hop chick. And whatnot. Anybody who listened to any early Wu Tang Clan, when you hear all the little sound effects and them little them, them little talk snippets in between songs, yeah, like literally like eighty percent of those joints are Shaw Brothers movies. No doubt. So you know this is like really a part in its own way of hip hop history, much less um, yeah. film history. Um, besides the movies, the man also did a whole bunch of um, donations for education um, throughout Asia. 
and what have you, as well as founding a lot of TV stations and um, things of that sort. It literally came came through from the ground up. Came grew up poor and became a super multimillionaire. No doubt. And went through and made it happen. So for making some of our childhoods a little more happy, you know, rest in peace to Run Run Shaw. One thing I wanted to say real quick is not necessarily I couldn't say any more than what you just said, but what you didn't say is that homeboy was 106. It's safe to say, just from what I know and the people I've known or whatever, it's safe to say he wasn't a drunk. I don't think a drunk gets 106. Maybe if you dabble in a little alcohol, but you're not a drunk getting 106. You know, um, whether you want to live to 106, you know, this is with 106 that it can run. You know, but I'm not gonna get too deep onto that. I just the fact he lived 106. I mean, you know, he saw grand. He saw you know, it, he saw great grand, great great grand. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know. Something about what those cats were doing and what those cats knew, other you know, than that film stuff. He knew something. But anyway, let's continue. Okay. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I agree with you with, with that one. To live to 106 and nobody be like, oh, there was no information about this cat being sick for ages or nothing. It was just like, oh, he done died. <laughs> you did something right with your life. Just off of that. And just like, I just feel like, I just don't feel like being in my pocket no more. <laughs> That's probably what it was. I don't feel like talking with me in my pocket no more. Come out. Hey, at 106, I think you deserve that. And that, and that spirit body energy body city. I'm out. Go to the next joint. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and again, for, for just doing five deadly venoms alone, I'm, I'm happy with the Shaw Brothers <laughs> and whatnot. Because that to me is like one of the great kung fu movies of all time. And mind you, when we talk about when this studio was founded, the studio was founded in 1951. Oh, no. And consistently cranked out a whole bunch of dope movies. Like, if you go to Wikipedia and look at Shaw Brothers films, the list of movies is astounding. These cats were cranking out like 30 to 40 films a year of um, different joints. Shoot, Five Fingers of Death, that one right there for my Kung Fu heads. And what have you, Blood Brothers. Like it's 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 bananas. It's it's completely bananas. So big up to those cats. And, and also briefly, what I love about those type of movies is that they, they they're talking about really ain't like you know ancient Chinese history. They don't go too deep because too deep would you know would expose some other secrets oh, about them that can be researched and can be found. And that, but basically, I wanted to say most what's good about those movies a lot of that wisdom that they talk about and and what some of the cats do or. or not necessarily just in the storylines, but just in the wisdom that they give. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff is passed down. You know, the Chinese are very much like the Greeks. It's, a lot of their information is passed down. So, in their presentation of it, they're kind of giving old wisdom, like Buddhism. That's 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 you know that's kind of new. So, but it's just an expression of kind of older ideas. So, in that way, those movies they do they're multi you know facets almost multi-dimensional because they can touch many different areas even though they give a face of something else and that's one of the main that's that is one of the main things i like about those movies you know of you know and of course the fight philosophy but all that is good though no doubt wow these cats did a cleopatra jones movie get out of here no doubt. No. that's funny no doubt. No. 
Matt the Killer. More, and that more, era, more, I'm not man. surprised. More and more, man. It's just, woo. They, they did their thing. So let me just go on from there. A few more things to touch base on for um, this week's commentary. Let me see here. Let me see here. Um. Oh, I had to make um, one more quick mention in terms of a passing. This is a bit more on the personal end. Um, rest in peace to um, Atlanta public relations veteran D.G. Koshetta Williams. Um, she was one of the first ladies when I started doing the Fuse Box Radio. And I was just getting, you know, in that period of time in between getting ready to graduate from college to like that early bit of post-college life. Um, she was very helpful with giving real information about how the business side of this stuff goes. But also being a very real, honest, and classy individual all throughout the year. People who deal in the entertainment industry, much less what folk call this hip-hop industry, know there's a lot of people who are very weird acting. And shady and shysty. She was always a very, very um, stand-up lady, representing a lot of um, great indie acts and um, beyond. And also, you know, was about representing multiple facets of the culture, not just hip-hop culture, but black culture and American culture at large um, in the proper way. She ended up passing from complications of breast cancer. I just found this out not too long ago. So um, I definitely wanted to give um, respect to her family, friends, and all of us who were um, affected through um, her life. And things. So um, definitely um, rest in peace to Dee Dee. Um, Good people. You always got to give props to good people. When they come through, and not to sound like an old fuddy-duddy, but I just think it is true. The older you get, you realize that those people are diamonds in the rough. Especially if they ain't blood-related to you. Or whatever, so, big ups to her. Um, Let me see here. Um, In American news, Colorado became the first state to have legal recreational marijuana. And they just enacted it. Um, around New Year's um, Day 2014 and on their first day they sold a million dollars of weed in five days they sold about five million dollars worth of weed now am I surprised? hell no I'm not surprised when you can walk through the state and be there like I feel like rolling up and taking a token. The police ain't gonna haul you in or give you a ticket or whatever. And this was this was voted through to the majority of the population of Colorado. Yeah, it, it, it's going to go down. Now, I'm a bit more curious to see if this is gonna lead to what should be decriminalization of marijuana on the federal level because we know in various states where they got um, medical marijuana, the feds Still, at times, that they feel like acting funny can tend to act funny. And then we look on a legalization tip. It's like, well, yeah, it's cool. You might be able to go to, I don't know, Colorado Wawa or something and be like, hey, I want a gram or the store or whatever have you. But when is it going to get to the point where you're going to have folks treated like how folks will treat organic food, where it's like, I may or may not be able to grow it around my way or in my crib, but I got to buy it from somebody. There's a funny thing that can happen with that. Then you got like the tax revenue situation going on, which 
Colorado's going to get a rack of tax revenue. And one of the things I think about, you know, places, especially in the, like a not so great economy here in the States right now was, you know, money talks. If at the end of 2014, they're like, damn, Colorado got dumb money from selling tree. I think a whole bunch of people in these states who are talking about the, the quote-unquote moral aspect are going to be one of their, their state to sell some tree too. I think that's just how it's going to go. Now, the interesting situation is Colorado has these places that are making all this money, but now you have some banks that are scared to take that money and deposit it officially in the banks. So you literally like, right now have a big cash flow situation going on. I'm like, if they don't solve that suit, it's going to get real funny. Because if you're like that criminal cat, you just want to walk through and be like, ah, oh, damn, there's like... I just roll, roll up in here and somebody carrying out that bag that day. There's a problem. That's, you know, going to be interesting. I think that's going to get solved, though. I don't see any way that somebody's not going to want to have that revenue as time goes by. Also, our country's a bit hypocritical because look at Miami, especially back in the 80s and 90s. They had no problem laundering coke money. Weed is legal money. So, we'll go ahead and see how that rocks and rolls, but... I thought the scenario of Colorado is going to be something that people are going to eyeball. I know Washington State is supposed to start enacting their thing in about a month or so soon. And um, I know I was watching the news and they just had a ton of folks just strolling in like, I'm going to buy some weed. And it was all good. Like standing in line, like it was the, like it was the welfare line. Like I'm not even joking. And, and they were happy and ready to go and be like, I'm going to drop my money in and roll on out. So... We'll see what's what. I mean, I'll I'll be the one who gets surprised if I actually walk down the streets of Maryland or D.C. and I see somebody rolling up, but it ain't no cop arrest up. That'll mean I'm in a different day. <laughs> I'll be in a different day when I can roll to the hoods of Jersey, New York, and the cactus. But like, I just feel like smoking a tree, and the cop will just walk by and not harass nobody. That'll be a different day. It'll also be a different day with people, if that's what you're into. I'm not necessarily pushing anything on the folks. I just know from my opinion, I've never seen anything too whacked out with weed in terms of people actually engaging in it. I've seen whacked out stuff in terms of criminality because of our laws attached to it. More so than that. So, you know. Yeah, I think it's an interesting study of Colorado. We'll see how things go. Plus, we got an entire prison industrial complex, a lot of it now that's privately instituted. And I'm sure some of those people are displeased. <laughs> because when you have That's a right. private prison, that means you ain't making no bread if you don't have a certain population in there consistently. So if all of a sudden you're like, well, one of these things that people at least pay fees and other stuff for, with like weed, if all of a sudden they're like, yo, I, I can't arrest these cats for weed at all, which means they ain't going to maybe see the prison for a day or two. Them subsidies and everything are going to go away. That's a whole other issue. So it's a multifaceted situation. And we were talking about the prison system. For better or for worse, there's a lot more people of color in, in our on our prison system than other folks. So you know, we'll see what's what on that end. So let me jump right through there. And I know I got one or two more things about. Oh. You want to go ahead and talk about um this couples therapy show on VH1 a little bit? Um, I know I mean, we'll you, briefly. I mean, you can touch on. I, I I mean, I don't mind you touching on it, but I'm not really. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 
I'll let you deal with that. Okay, not a problem. I'm going to be pretty brief on it because I'm going to be reading into this music pretty soon. Um, during the snowstorm I was stuck in in New Jersey, my homegirl and I were at her house. And we're just looking through the TV. It's like, oh, couples therapy, whatever, whatever, whatever. Reality junk TV. Hell, we're stuck in the house. We can't go nowhere. And this season of couples therapy has a Mutant Clan's Ghostface Killer on it. On top of other various um, folks in other realms of um, the reality TV scene here in the States. And I, until this time, never watched an episode of Couples Therapy. I've always seen the commercials if I never watched it. And I think on some levels that there are going to be some people I'm sure who are just, you know, going through a role because they're on TV. And they're acting and what have you. And of course certain things are going to get cut a certain way because of the way the format is. I thought the storyline they're doing with Ghostface Killer is interesting because it's a scenario I think that happens a lot, not just with famous people, but in general, where there could be a guy, guy or a gal, let, let's be broad because it happens on both sides, and they're like, look, I'm not really going to be locked down right now, you know what I'm saying? They could say it in a whole lot of ways, like, you know, we cool, but I'm doing my thing on the side, or, you know, you my main, or whatever, 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 but I'm doing other things, and the other side doesn't necessarily want to get it. Or understand that. Where the side is saying they're doing their thing, but they still dealing with you, probably has some care for you. But if they let you know that you're not going to be that one and only, like, in other words, they're not in any way, shape, or form monogamous, you ain't going to make them monogamous. They're going to have to decide that for themselves. And I think the older some cats get, the more they're set in their ways. And that regard I say this because of Ghostface situation I'm like I'm looking at things and again this a lot of this could just be very well acted this, this chick could be acting like she don't know nothing but it's one of those scenarios where I'm looking at I'm like come on yo I mean we've all been young and dumb before we've all been sprung off of somebody who we probably shouldn't have been sprung off before but it's like yo are you serious and secondly I know people do what they got to do to make a living. Quite frankly, if you're not causing harm to somebody, I really don't care. But there's a lot of different men I've dealt with on friendship levels and everything in my life, and I've had conversations with them. If you're meeting a dude in a highly sexually charged environment or have a highly sexualized job, for better or for worse, they're not going to take you that serious. If a dude meets you at the strip club, they're probably going to take you that serious. If you're a dancer, they're probably going to take you that serious. Uh-huh. And if they meet you in that environment while you're doing that type of thing, and they're already a certain type of dude, you're kind of climbing up from the bottom, and it could be unfair as hell, but that's the way life works. You know, it wasn't like, you know, with this series, like, homegirl's like, well, I'm a dancer, and dude's like, well, where did I meet you at? You think I was doing anything before? I'm like, red alarm <laughs> right there to me. You know what I'm saying? That this this ain't the thing that you may think or try to perceive that you thought it was going to be. Because with those type of cats, you know, there's not really too much of what's called special for them to be like, well, I'm just going to sit back and relax. But they can pretty much get it 
at any time. Famous or non, you know what I'm saying? And that was one thing that kind of like amused me and bugged me out a little bit on that. And I think in general they had some interesting um scenarios of different people's relationships well in regards to, you know, how people would have to get communications lines open at large to have their relationship get better. You had um I forget the lady's name, but you had the one white lady who was on one of those Bravo T V shows who she and her dude came in because she was trying to make sure she had all of her issues from a bad relationship resolved so they could both be happy. Because she had been in a previously abusive relationship. And I thought it was kind of cool that they showed that particular aspect of things where it's like, you know, we're good, but I want to make sure all these almost past demons and insecurities are gone. So while we're good, we can take it to that next step and not have to worry about something else coming through because, you know, we've all dealt with problems in our past too. But you don't want to have that hinder what's a good thing in your face right now for the future. You can't have, as people would like to maybe, I guess, compartmentalize it. You don't want to have your past, you know, totally control your present and your future. Particularly, you know, the darker side of things. So, I actually thought that was a a relatively mature situation they put out there for that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up watching a few episodes of this, like... They they kind of grabbed me with, I think, showing multiple sides of things. And just wanted to mention that right quick. And um, also, on a relatively different hip-hop end, before we get ready to get into the music, um, MC Search has a talk show. Oh, no. He just got a talk show. Um, I had a few people email me this join and hit me up on via my Facebook page on that shout out to all my our Facebook people by the way facebook.com slash fusebox radio show my personal page facebook.com slash fusebox radio and um, I heard it's not bad it's actually called search and it's like one of them typical type of jokes where you know people talk back and forth and try to solve issues and interview stars and stuff like that um, I hope that works out well for him and um, you know third base I think people slept on third base when they came out I can do it you know, those, those cats had some joints, and they said something besides having some nice production. And it's kind of interesting to see, you know, all the hip-hop cats just come back through on that, and especially on, like, the syndicated talk show in. He's been putting in work to get that on. I mean, we haven't seen Search on the bigger TV platform since, I think, the White Rapper Show on VH1. And God, that was, that might be a little, little less than a decade ago. So, you know, he, he he's putting in work. So, you know, I hope the show is good. I hope for the best. And on that um, hip-hop talk show, when I know Queen Latifah's show just got renewed for her talk show. So, you know, they're digging her and stuff. And, you know, she's still putting in that working vibe. And um, that's all good. That's all dandy. And let me see here. I think that is about it we covered a lot of topics during this period of time and because we got a lot of tunes to get into didn't want to you know spend like an hour and a half plus talking and we got you know our mini interview segment and stuff like that so let's go ahead and get right into it yes yes indeedy this the fuse box radio broadcast um hope with our commentary that you know you dug it like we always say you don't gotta love or agree with everything that we say but if it sparked some thought in your mind and brought up some new conversation we've done our job like every other great indie media outlet has done in the past and present like every great black media outlet has done in the past and present and just quality media outlet in general gets to do 
Um, got a lot of great joints on deck. One of the things that is kind of cool about the beginning of the new year is while new releases trickle in here and there, they give us a chance to dig more into the crate. Down. And play some stuff we haven't played before, or even with some of the submissions that we get in all throughout the year. To sit back and be like, "Oh, you know, what? I never really got this gave this joint spin like I like to," or "Damn, I I missed out on that because you know, as much as people don't like to believe it, both Asari and I do have lives. <laughs> we try to get other little things done too besides the show. While we dedicate a lot of ourselves to that, we got other things going on. So you're gonna hear a lot of newer joints, um, joints you might not have heard before. Um, joints that might have came out this year, but we didn't necessarily get to play. And of course, again, stuff from the vaults, because we got vinyl vaults, we got CD vaults, and we got some cassette vaults. And um, of course, the old MP3 hard drive life, we got all of that popping off. And with the music, as we always say, you know, it's going to make you nod your head, stomp your feet, it's going to be diverse, you're going to get bored here and same old, same old over here. This is a non payola type of operation here, so. Nobody is paying us to play garbage, and we want to take your money anyway, because we ain't hoes and stuff. Yes, yes indeed, but yes indeed, of course, DJ Fusion is going to give the sounds that you need. Broadcast the soul from Galactic Center, revolving around sun, solar systems. Yes, indeed, Fusebox Radio is about to get in them. We love you all. We we're glad you all gathered around. Listen to the drums and rhythms and sounds. Of course, DJ Fusion is upward bound. Or saw rockets fire flying around. Yes, indeed. One love to everybody that's there. And everybody, we need you to listen. And we want you to listen. We want you to be your best self and your highest self. No doubt. All right, then. All one right. Love. Indeed, yeah, I think those are some good words to close it up and wrap up to. Fusebox Radio Broadcast, DJ Fusion, Assault Raw, Black Radio is back and in the building for 2014 and beyond. Longest creator wants us to rock it out. That is what we're going to go ahead and do. Again, check us out at FuseboxRadioOnline.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-L-I-N-E.com. BlackRadioIsBack.com, and if you get all of that good stuff, just go to your favorite search engine of choice type of Fusebox Radio Broadcast. We're going to be the main thing on your pages for quite some time, including our pretty logo and on some pages our pretty, pretty faces and whatnot. And we're going to go ahead and get into it. Fusebox Radio, DJ Fusion, Assault Raw. Let's get it in. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs> You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. Welcome to Hip Hop of the Hippodrome. 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 Oh no! 
You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. We commit ourselves to the construction of a complete, just, and lasting peace. On July 18th, 1918, divine faith brings what life needs. A great king to try to make peace, fight beasts, and make means. Fight at eight knees might lead to great things. Holy clock. Brands break a troublemaker, but later on he reform his life to something major. In a time when no one knew the meaning of love a neighbor, born to take the world by storm like Mother Nature. Nelson was the name given by a school teacher at the age seven. Cause of racism in his African name, I guess it stayed with him, not just the alias, the pain. This soon a man emerged in tune with the planet Earth He made a move to Johannesburg under the dark sky He realized being free and cost him his life due to the apartheid It's a long road to freedom, let's take a long walk It's a long road to freedom, let's take a long walk Trapped in a system that'll mistreat him and mislead him He know it's a long walk to freedom He went to the best colleges, he got his bachelor's to study law Hungry for knowledge, he studied more By his mid-twenties, he joined the ANC Years later, chief for the NDC Africa's MVP, the four-exposer, vocal soldier Everywhere he go, he hear Shoshaloza He gaining power, it's a lot of them So now the government is watching him, plotting on stopping them so they put him under observation So the oppressors outlawed his operations Knowing the powers to be his bias Instead of street riots He tried to teach him to be righteous For the chief of violence When underground and form the Nkuntu We seize way to peace fighters It's a long road to freedom Let's take a long walk It's a long road to freedom Let's take a long walk it's a long road to freedom. Let's take a long walk. It's a long road to freedom. Let's take a long walk. Time for the healing of the wounds has come. The moment of bridge, puzzles, surprises has come. The time to build. I guess he had enough of it He got an army to specialize in guerrilla warfare To stop the suffering authorities wanted before trouble hit To charge him with conspiracy to overthrow the government I guess defending it will legitimize the case Being locked without proof would emphasize the hate They thought they'd kill him by giving him life This only made him bigger than life Every moment more noble, the movement more loyal Then the news went global, his throne is more royal The world couldn't wait to see him on his release He gave 27 years of freedom for his beliefs Finally freed to complete the prophecy He won the peace prize, beat apartheid to see democracy Some say heaven sent, yeah that's evident South Africa's first black president Salute, pay homage and pay your respects Cause he fought for human rights till the day of his death Nelson Mandela Rest in peace, but may your legacy live forever and ever. It's a long road to freedom. Let's take a long walk. It's a long road to freedom. Let's take a long walk. It's a long road to freedom. Let's take a long walk. It's a long road to freedom. Let's take a long walk. We understand it. 
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. In the face of danger, I've been asked to embrace a stranger as I labor through the grass for the snakes but neighbors. A rascal's a race relations, but I walk a straight path in a wasted nation. Secret agendas are pushed in places in an effort to suppress and to test my patience, but I'm an immovable object, ultimate victor in an unwinnable contest. They come test like a thief in the night, but my foundation run as deep as my height. The dark night fights villains trying to sabotage. You dressed in camouflage, but my grandma law standing firm like a camera pod. Fill the scripture like a doctor. No weapons formed against me shall prosper.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. We'll be right back. 
try something different. This is Luther with the masters at work. At work, at work, at work. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio.
me, talk to me, talk to me. Ooh, come on and talk to me, talk to me. Yeah, talk to me, talk to me. Hey, come on, talk to me, talk to me. Listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fuse.
my story, so Hello, follow Let me backtrack, trade in a backpack OZ full of Reggie Bush, no book full of that crack Never was a ball player, always had a hard head Wasn't bad as they was, but never cared what they said Chose to ride my own way, stood out like a bald head Influenced by the OGs, listen to what they said Mama was a hustler, got it from my grandma That got it from my uncles, that got it from my grandpa I was born a bastard, my daddy was a us Never did it shit me, left me as a tadpole Tried to build relationships, even though we dead wrong they ain't never work out, so I made my way home Got a little sister that look up to a big bro And look at me like daddy cause she lost around a year old Taught her how to ride a bike, taught her how to tie a shoe 18 now, you should see her look beautiful as child And I chose to go hard until my number up Longest day around, it's my chances of me the up. Streets was my second home, learn how to hustle it Kept me on my A-game, even though it wasn't fair Fist fights and shootouts, barbecues and cookouts Lost a lot of in the cop cars and pullouts I'm just trying to stick around, get my mama grandchild Raise her in the church home, being that's her home now Came a long way from blow packs and crack files But got the same heart from back then and the right now Love is unconditional, hate to see her miserable Can't wait to get her out the hood and somewhere with a better view Hatred and a lot of love, that's what I'm a product of Witnessed everything from killings to all kind of drugs, I swear Breathe again. Fresh out the gray to my suit to the cleanest. Money over bitch, these snoopy with cheese. I promise I'ma go hard to the cash cup. 
I cross my heart in my hand. Puff throw, blow smoke, do a cut though. Cut dope, dirty money like Puffo. So sad, no future, no past. No fools on my clothes, sack. No shoes, just a toe tag. But the night is young, jumped up, untied my tongue. I bet you never seen a zombie with a gun. No tough pistols, trust issues. It's the dawn of the dead. Now one first cause an orbit of lead. Come through your speaker and back your soul. First the city, then next the globe. I was left for dead, buried alive. I'm a zombie. You gon' have to bury him twice. I was left for dead, buried alive. I'm a zombie. You gon' have to bury him twice. No coffin, dead man walking. No coffin, dead man walking. No coffin, dead man walking. Will I ever breathe again? All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated Worldwide Fusebox Radio broadcast, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a mix of old and new school hip-hop, soul, R&B, jazz, and more, as well as news commentary and interviews. You got myself, DJ Fusion, on the interview, and it's been a while since we've done an interview since, um, quite frankly, a lot of cats ain't really worth time, and we're going to keep it 100 whether it's instead of the music they put out or whatever else. And luckily, you know, I ran into this young man's music via A3C through one of my way back connects up in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've been bumping this mixtape for a while. Right. And, you know, y'all heard some tracks up on the show, too, from him. But um, let me just go ahead and just be official with it. Uh, we got Will EQ on the line. What's going on, man? What's up, what's up, what's up? Thank you for the compliments. I'm glad you like the music. Oh, no, no doubt, no doubt. Definitely glad to have you on deck and whatnot to talk about your most recent release, the um, Social Insecurity mixtape. Right. And um, get some background and stuff on you. So um, let's go on ahead and um, do that. First and foremost, um, where are you from? Where you represent? I'm from Atlanta. Huh? Born and raised. Uh, shout out to um, Stone Mountain, Latonia, Decatur, all that. But... As I always say, I rep the world, you know, I'm not just, you can't really pin me to one location because every song I make, I try to touch as many people as possible, you know what I mean? But yeah, Atlanta to the fullest, first and foremost, all I know. So. All right, true indeed, true indeed. Now, how did you get, I guess, from being a fan of music to actually wanting to be involved in music as a creator? What made you decide to become an MC? Oh, man, I just always enjoyed the art of MCing or the art of controlling the masses with words and feelings and emotions but um i guess this i started with poetry maybe just writing jotting stuff and then it turned into you know a love of rap i picked certain rappers i may flip you know all mcs real mcs at some point probably flipped the old song or put their own words on the song I, you know i did that a lot right, and right. i started you know as i grew i started making my own stuff and and i really concentrated on the the tech the technical aspect of it, or how to place words and bars. I learned how to do bars. I said, okay, how does this rap? Why does this rapper sound better on this song than this rap? Like, how is he hitting? Like, where is he putting his rhyme? You know, I studied, got the technical part, and then the technical part kind of bored me. So, and more emotion to it, and put me in the music. So, here you have Willie Q, I guess. <laughs> Alright, no doubt. I'm definitely glad to hear you bring up the emotion part because I think what some people forget with this music thing at large is you can be technically great but sound dry as hell. It'd be dry and have no depth. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I don't want to be the surface person. Like, if you listen to my mixtape, how many, how many metaphors on uh, strip strippers, or how many metaphors? Can I curse on here? How's this? Um, you can go ahead. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> how many metaphors on? Getting, you know, uh, doing, you know, I don't, I don't do the typical. I make sure I don't say the typical things that other rappers say. You know, everything I say is usually, it'll usually spark some type of emotion, and that's where you're getting the, oh, he's, you know, he's really rapping because I'm, I'm touching a part of, you know. What I'm saying? No doubt, no doubt. And with um this particular project, I definitely noticed that it's not what some people would think <laughs> in the stereotypical sense is. You know, even though Atlanta is a very diverse musical scene, I think a lot of people only identify a few types of arts or a few types of styles. There you go. There with you go. things. But at the same token, it's not like copycat boom bap rap either. No, no. It's, <laughs> I, I stray away from any, to, you know, any boxes. <laughs> I'm not a box person. So anytime I go in a box, are you Neo So No? Are you this? No, I'm not, you know, I'm me. I, at the end of the day, all I could do is just put me out and what makes, you know, sounds good to me, you know. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, you got everything from the braggadocious joints to the joints that touch based on some political things, on the rap things, to, you know, finding different ways to talk about ladies' relationships. It's, there you go. There you go. There you put go. it in a polite way <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> there you go. And try to show both aspects. You know, I'm not always right, and I may not always, you know, I'm not bashing women all the time. Like, I may have a song where I'm, you know, putting a girl on a pedestal. I may have a song where I'm, you know... I'm telling why this, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling this girl, you know what I'm saying? Word up, word up. Now, on your end, as somebody born and raised in Atlanta and coming up, you know, through the music scene and being a creative around that way, how do you feel about Atlanta scene from the ground up? How do I feel about the land? I, I love it. I like the fact that we're, we're technically running the game. I, I like the aspect. I like the fact that the spotlight is on us. You know, that's a, that's a good thing, but I feel I feel music moves in cycles. You, know, you probably feel the same way. You, you call Atlanta back in the day was really nothing but booty shake music, what they called it. That's all you would hear was your uh, I don't want to name any name, but you know just booty shake artists. Mm-hmm. But then um, your goody mobs and your outcasts come along, and it gives people an alternative or a you know a balance. Or something else to go to besides, you know, what are you, what are you gonna listen to when you leave the club? You know, you put in Outcast Goody Mob, and that set the path for your T.I. You know, T.I. was a commentator for the, for the trap or the hood, you know, that, but he had a flow, he had a rap flow, so. And then, but now, like I said, things move in cycle, we're back to the, <laughs> the booty music, you know, the strip club. So I feel I can bring that Outcast and Goody feel again and, you know, open the door for, some other artists out there. No doubt, no doubt. And you talking about the um, Outkast, Goody Mob feel and all of that um, with your music. I mean, as I said before, you definitely get into something that people don't necessarily stereotypically put, not just with Atlanta um, MCs, but MCs in general anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, especially with what you hear on the more mainstream music in and stuff I mean even your album title like Social Insecurity Social Insecurity right and you know you having that remote to your, your dome like you about to blow your head off or something <laughs> right like I'm fed up with it <laughs> you know it's the title like, like you know I want to turn it all off going on there you go there you go now I'm me- <laughs> sorry go ahead no I'm just saying it's a metaphor you're right no doubt no doubt now 
what was like your process and thoughts with creating um, this particular project? I wanted to, when I say so, if I, if I tell someone the name of the, can you hear me? I'm yeah, sorry. I hear you just fine. Uh, if I tell somebody the name of the project is social insecurity, they usually think I'm going to be, you know, super emo rapper, just going to, you know, uh, waddle in my emotions all day. It's not really that. It's, insecurities can be America's insecurities that they don't want to talk about, or relationship insecurities you don't want to talk about, or et cetera, et cetera. You see what I'm saying? So it's different aspects of that. I have a song, you know, the bet off alone. It's the, yeah. If you're a loner, it's the good and bad of that, you know, or that battle. It, it, could, it could be whatever. It's just, it's, you know, I just felt like touching. And when I make projects, I make a complete project. I'm not doing a project full of single swings. You know what I'm saying? I'm really constructing, okay, here's the intro. I need to talk about this, and, you know. And so I, I wanted to do that with this, but to, to definitely touch on insecurities as a whole in America and in every aspect. No doubt, no doubt. And I definitely appreciate that you brought up the aspect of, you know, you ain't caught up in your emotions. Right. <laughs> and um, do joint because, you know, God, God bless people who are able to show more than just, you know, the, the stereotypical hard, quote unquote, hardcore machismo side. But sometimes you're like, OK, son, I mean. Yeah, 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 a little too much. Yeah, I, I, I hear to hear you cry on wax all day. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And I'm not. That's not to knock anybody. That's what you. That's the side you wanna. You you touch people with it, and that's what you do. I give that too to an extent, but it's just I'm not as a person. I'm not that. Um, what's the word? I'm not that. Uh, I don't want to use soft, but I'm not that. As a person, I'm not that. Uh, that much of a pushover. So I, I really can't. Display it in the music. You know? uh, that, that, that's a good terminology, right there. That's a good terminology because I think sometimes people get a little nervy about, like, I can't seem soft. That's like you can have emotions, fam. Yeah, yeah, you have emotions. Yeah, there's yeah. an extreme on both sides too, and sometimes it's like, yeah, um, yeah. no, stop yeah. that. So, so much. Like I said, I don't want to. You don't want to box yourself in. Stay away from boxes. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Now you definitely got a lot of stuff going on in this album from. You know, the remote control to better off alone, which dope video, by the way. Yeah, appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate and it. Uh, one of both videos, I should say. Shout out to Frank. He, he, uh, he directed that video. No doubt, no doubt. To um, something about Mary, mm -hmm. um, Zombie, the Hustlers toast with some folks would just be there like, well, that's definitely what some would look at as a more braggadocious type of track. Right, right. Um, Let's see here. I know there was another joint on one. That was the very first track. Um, Dianormous. Um, um, cause I know Dianormous. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's the first. The lead off track. Lead off joint and whatnot. And, you know, luckily, through the various production, besides your subject matter, it thinks also stay diverse as well. Are there heads that you worked with in Atlanta with some of the production, or did you work with people from all over? Everyone I work with, it may not be Atlanta, but I have cats from Alabama. Everybody that gave me a hand on this project is pretty much from Atlanta or from the South in some way. That's, that's the catch of my whole movement. Like, um, and we're not trying to sound like any other coast. We're trying to, you know, we're original, but it, it is Southern, Southern hip hop. Um, the, the beat machines actually produce most of the album. And okay. there's two, and there's two cats. Uh, one of them's from Decatur and one of them's from Alabama. So, you know, it's very diverse and you can, you would have never guessed that just by listening to the beat. Uh, not at all the way people try to put things out there as of late. 
Right. Now, I know you got two videos out right now with Social Insecurity. Are you going to be dropping any more in the future? Yeah, we're doing one. I don't know if you remember the song, uh, Losing My Religion. Yes. But yeah, we're shooting one for that song. Uh, a pretty, pretty nice one. Yeah, I can see that being a very cinematic joint. I was gonna actually ask you about that one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going big churches and everything, so yeah, it should be. <laughs> it should <Uh-oh>. be <laughs> something to talk about. Race conversation. Okay, okay. Cause I'm looking at that like, yeah, y'all can get some imagery that might have folks like, what the hell? But in a good way. In a good way. It's needed. It's needed. It's needed. And I do appreciate also too, at least with the videos that we've seen so far and what sounds like it's going to be a continuing trend is, it's also not the stereotypical indie music video. Okay. Since some of these joints, I mean, it's literally like a template and a pattern where it's like either, oh, I'm so deep type of thing. There you go. Yeah, like in this like old sparse environment. Or it's just they're like, you know, I'm glad for all the ladies who do their thing on the video, lady and whatnot. But it's like, oh, Atlanta, strip club, how different. (laughs) Wow. You know, (laughs) dude standing on the street, you know, you know, like ice grilling. Wow, that's, I've never seen that shit ever, you know. (laughs) I refuse to do a rap just in front of a car with like a half-naked girl. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, I like half-naked women like the next man. But, you know, it's, this is art at the end of the day. This is my form of art. So it's how you present it. So if I present a female, it's going to be in another. Like, we have a female in the video. Um, Shout out to Chef. She's actually a chef. She's in the, uh, the Bird Off Alone video. But you see, she's my, my shrink. So, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, again, there's no problem with people, you know, showing what they like or whatever. Right, right, right. But when it's like the exact same thing where it's like, you yeah, can predict time. it, like, oh, here's the green screen and the car that you can't afford, and... There you go. You know, there that nonsense is like, uh, like, Better Off Alone had, like, an interesting theme and storyline to it. There you go. There yeah, well, like, even though she looked pissed at the end of the, the video. Yeah, from the walk-off. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff, like, I wasted I wait my time and I ain't get my money from, you know, from my fight thing. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. Now, how long are you going to be pushing this project? Are we going to be able to see you in any um, festivals, um, showcases, things like that anytime soon? <clears throat> Actually, I have a, 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 a set set up for the North by North uh, Eastern, I believe it is. North by Northwest. Or North by North. I know it's in oh, Canada. Okay, in Canada. okay yeah, the North by Northeast. North by North. North, North yeah. I actually have a slot for that, so, so I'm really looking forward to that. Nice, congratulations. That's that's definitely gonna be a good look for you. Very good look. Can't wait. Um, that in. And I know you got this really nice website and everything. Are we gonna be able to see upcoming shows and stuff um displayed on there on top of the mixtape downloads and things like that? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna get real interactive with, with the web. I've been slipping, but I'm back on. I'm gonna get real interactive. But follow me on social media at Willie Q on all the sites at Twitter W I L L E Q. So follow me. But yeah, I'm definitely about to get very interactive and post shows and freestyles and everything. And I actually have other projects in the in the in the um chamber you know ready to go now so wait you know, if you enjoy the social insecurity y'all so enjoy the new music coming up even better all right true indeed true indeed so we got some extra business to look forward to in 2014 that's what's up that's definitely what's up now with um musicians i always like asking this question could it kind of get you an idea where people's minds are at like mm-hmm. who would you like to collaborate with, with in the future i'm not just limiting to hip-hop I'm just talking about music at large. Mm. <clears throat> well, I'm going to go with hip-hop first. Just only because I really was a hip-hop fan growing up. Like, old hip-hop, new hip-hop, whatever. Like, so 
that's really all I listen to. You know how it is when you're a super hip hop head, you refuse to listen to anything else. So I was really hip hop head. But uh just your your Jay Z's, um I would like to do something with Q tip. I was a I, you know what? I seen your TED talk. Congratulations on that. Oh thank you, appreciate that. Florida, that's one of, I like that series. I like the way they uh they set it up. It's nice. Um, but uh, I saw you said something about tribe. Like, I'm a tribe fan also. But yeah, um Q tip, um you know, your Eminem, your Jay-Z, your Kanye's, I guess those are all idols of mine. But uh, as far as venturing out, you know, I like the Gorilla, Daft Punk, you know. And I'm very versatile. Anybody. And also, um, as far as R&B, I would like to do some R&B collabs. I like Janelle Monet. I, I love what she's doing. And also Solange, Beyonce. She, she's doing her thing on, on the low. Like People sleep on her hard. Yeah, they do. Very hard. She puts out nice music, too. Looks like we know you ain't Beyonce, but damn, she has some wonderful albums. My personal thing. Definitely. All right, all right. Now, one other quick thing before we um, do some shout-outs and other things of that nature. Um, now, because you touch base on certain political aspects a bit more than... A decent amount of folks do lately, but aren't necessarily like hitting people upside the head with it. Yeah, there you go. Now, why do you do you personally think that people don't touch base on that level too tough anymore, even if it's just like a, a verse or two? I just think I don't. I want to make it broader than that. It's a lot of subjects that don't get touched on in, in, in hip hop nowadays. It's so many subjects. That's why I have so much. That's why it's so easy for me to make songs because it's so much material to draw from this uncharted territory that no one else really talks about. But yeah, politics is that I'm not just your political person. I know politics very well, but I'm not just a political person. I'm not, you know, I love public enemies, but I'm not really your Chuck D. But I definitely sprinkle it in all in all my music so you get a, a constant, you know, conscious stream through my whole music. That's what I try to do. But yeah, I definitely stay political with it. Um like you said, Die Enormous, that's a very <laughs> touchy political song. And it's cool that you're able to touch base on that and be able to hit on everything too. Since I think sometimes people don't do it because they say they're going to be, as you have said throughout this interview, boxed in. Boxed in, yeah. To just one place or another. You're like, you know, no, I'm a regular dude. Right. right. I just talk about this on top of talking about other stuff too. There you go. You and wake that's up. A rarity lately. You may wake up angry one day. You may wake up happy, sad. You just got to put it in your music and portray it that way. I think nowadays it's just everyone's shooting for that same goal, which is club, strip club, anthem, you know. I'm not really, I've never been a fan of that. Don't get me wrong. If someone likes one of my songs enough to put it in the strip club, hey, you know, more power to you, but that's not really my aim or my goal all the time I make a song. I'm really just trying to make a good song and impress myself. No doubt, and that's good that you want to, you know, you have a lot of people who seem like they compromise themselves too much. They don't actually like what they're doing no more. Great word, compromise yourself. Yeah, that's what I don't do. Like, <laughs> you can ask the people that know me, I'm not, I'm not the best at compromising myself. You know, I'm me. I know me. If I don't know anything, I know me, and I know what I want to hear, and I know how I want to portray myself and how what I want to say on the microphone. So. All right, true indeed, true indeed, and. 
Just one last quick thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your present journey so far in terms of being creative and being involved on the music business end of things? Like mm-hmm. if somebody's like, hey, you know, I want to be an MC. I want to, you know, put out a good project and do all that type of stuff and, you know, get, you know, progress in my career and stuff too. Like what type of advice would you give them based off of your experience? Love the music. Don't love the outcome of making good music. Like I make these songs. I make these songs for my gratification. You know, not. I mean, it's for fans. Also, it's for everybody. But I make it for my gratification because I like the art. Because I like to create. You know, I've always drawn. I, you know, I'm just a real artsy guy. So I make it for my gratification. You got to find a purpose in making music. You can't just one day say, I want to make music. Because I see people with like a lot of passion behind their music, but they don't have passion in actually creating the product or making the song or making the music. They just have the passion and they want to rap for you or they want to, you know, you know what I mean? They don't really have the, the passion really isn't into perfecting their craft. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, is it Malcolm Gladwell? You familiar with him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, was it 10 years or 10,000 hours you gotta put your time in mm-hmm. yeah, I, I go by that like it takes 10 years or 10,000 hours to master your craft I feel like I master my craft but a lot of people aren't mastering their craft they, they have the passion their heart is in the right place but they're not mastering their craft just make sure you have a love for for music find yourself find what you want to say on the song what, what emotion you want to put out and when you get that everything else will come no doubt, no doubt. I think that's perfect words to summarize everything and put together this nice intro interview to Will EQ and what he does. Y'all can check him out over at his official website, willeq.com. That has the links to all the social networks, the social security tape, videos, and plenty, plenty more. And do you have anybody you want to shout out? Um, I hate to shout out anybody because I don't want to leave anybody out, but I go for it. Uh, shout out to, uh, um, my man Bubba, OJ Kareem, Ryan of the Beat Machine, Joe of the Beat Machine, my man Tweezy, my man um, Don Fett. Um, uh, uh, well, for right now, for lack of you know a blank mind, that's what I go with. It. Yeah, shout out to everybody. All right, cool. Shout cool, out cool. to the whole Atlanta, whole East Side. All right, no doubt, no doubt. So you know, y'all heard him here. And you're going to hear him in plenty more outlets and places as time comes along. So we're going to get into one of Will EQ's social security tracks right now. And going to keep it moving. You're now in tune to the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast, bringing you the slice what we call 21st Century Black Radio to the masses. And you can always check out what we do at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. All right. Peace. Okay. But the people's perfect.
person, ain't a people person. I wanna listen to a beat and write some heaters down. Chief of pound gets so high, I can't see the ground. So keep it down, don't mess my phone. Rendition them, Will Smith, be the legend alone. God, please wake me up out my bed in the morning. I'm on them same things, heat legend was on. I can do bad, I don't need no help. Trying to survive the heat, hope the cheese don't melt. Now I'm by myself, you would think it was fate. I'm in a four corner room, you would think it was face. I'm so low in out of Rome, I'm better off alone. The cruise that on my own, I'm better off alone. Belly still rocking the tank top, clothes at the tailors, car at the paint shop, big paper. Yeah, I got plenty bread. Pockets getting fat, and these chicks think they Jenny Craig. They wanna take your money and scram. So I'ma do me like a Monica's man. I told them I was gonna blow, but still they slept. Sleep is the cousin of death. They should kill themselves. So now it's no woman, no girl in my life. I'm taking off now. I'm sure to book the earlier flight. Yeah, right. You crazy thinking I'ma marry you. I guess I'll see you next lifetime, Erica. It's no such thing as us. You made me realize it's no such thing as love. They're attracted by my wealth. I guess I'm better off by myself. I'm so low in out of Rome. I'm better off alone. I'm cruising on my own. I'm better off alone. Now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. African Americans and Black South Africans have shared a special relationship within the larger African diaspora. Both people struggled against entrenched white settler regimes obsessed with racial separation and European supremacy, societies that had grown fantastically rich on stolen land and labor. Gil Scott Heron expressed the Black American South African affinity in 1976 when he asked lyrically, What's the word in Johannesburg? Detroit's like Johannesburg, New York's like Johannesburg, where freedom ain't nothing but a word. Of course, blacks have always been the great majority in South Africa and a distinct minority in the United States. But there are many cities in the U.S. where blacks are the majority, and yet rich white people still run the place. On both sides of the Atlantic, we have learned that there is no magic in numbers, that people have to fight for power. 
It is also true that long-suffering people who are hungry for recognition as human beings are often vulnerable to the seductions of symbolism. Having no memory of ever holding actual power, they take pride in beholding the trappings of power among notables of their own race. Just as poor church congregations clothe their ministers in the finest garments and buy them expensive automobiles. African Americans thought they'd won something when the corporate politician Barack Obama entered the White House five years ago. Vicariously, they were on top of the world, while in reality, black America's economic condition had become catastrophic. At the very historic moment when blacks needed most desperately to defend themselves, they chose instead to defend Obama, the servant of Wall Street. Black America allowed itself to be utterly defeated by racial symbolism and self-delusion, at least for the time being. In South Africa in 1994, the black majority did win the right to elect a government that looked like them. Although, just like in majority black American cities, whites still ran the show economically. The leaders and media of the rich white world declared Nelson Mandela a saint for abandoning the Freedom Charter's blueprint for nationalization of banking and industry and redistribution of land. Mandela's party, the African National Congress, devolved into a fat and corrupt partner of white capital, and the security forces turned their guns on black miners at Maracana, massacring 34 of them. Yet, while Mandela lived, his symbolic aura shielded the ANC. It was not until the first black president of South Africa was buried that the country's biggest union, the National Union of Metal Workers, could bring itself to break ties with the ANC. The metal workers say they'll fight to implement the Freedom Charter and work towards creation of a new socialist party that will represent the interests of working people. With the death of Mandela, the spell has been broken in South Africa. Symbolism will no longer substitute for real people's power. In the United States, three years from now, the big hangover will begin as black America is forced to ponder the damage that it has allowed Obama to get away with. Hopefully, we will begin the historic and necessary process of casting out the black misleaders in New York and Detroit and Atlanta and Chicago, just like in Johannesburg. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to blackagendareport.com. You are
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio.
listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. No, no, no.
need to, got to, must do, will do, trust. I got a to-do list, but it's still in front, yet I'm still in front, cause I'm fake behind, like Nicky's ass, it ain't strictly cash, to keep finding stuff to keep me intact, cause I race for time, ain't nothing telling me to wait, but I'm acting like people trying to take this mind, and I'm making mine, but ain't really there, cause I really care about what people say, cause I see them stare like, I'm the only color brother up in here, as I ask to sit and interrupt some flares, fabbing up, seen amongst my peers, see myself as I'm looking up the chairs, in a cafe, people don't want me there, the past ain't here, but I'm stuck in there, climbing over a wall, and wasn't there to witness the falling, so I prop it up like I'm not enough of what my fault I'm involved in Rebel lacking a cause, or a cause lacking a rebel Perplex my complex and my nerve is disheveled So I take a seat cause I take this mind and transform a date into a place line With a pick sign that reads, I shall overcome but I climb Peace.
are listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. So they let you tote that record player down there, huh? For anybody that's ever been inspired by music The melodies and harmonies stick to your ribs like How many grits in the wind of your day? As a kid, I was raised on the sounds of Motown From planet rock where galactic b-boys throw down Breath of fresh air in the depths of despair No matter how bad it gets, the music gets there Park chairs remind us of Congo Square And that feeling gets your sound like musical chairs Same spirituals on the plantation for salvation From blue shaming to DJs and beat breaking It's so sacred, just know the legs That if it wasn't for the music, I'd be better off dead it lifts me up, up and calms me down, down. When I am lost, it's through the sound. I find my inner light from music. Music is my life. The vibe that I'm giving you. Been the same since I was rocking James Brown tunes in Mama's living room. No silver spoon, hairbrush, microphone in a boombox. Lip syncing the MJ moonwalking across the spot of some tube socks. From the bricks to the boondocks, hip hop got the bass bumping up higher than blue tops. Ghetto griots still spitting they oobops like pops on the block harmonizing his doo wops. Air guitars turn us on a rock superstar. Hear your song, sing along, no matter who you are. Listen to the pain of Kurt Cobain and saw God in the notes of St. John Coltrane. Aaliyah singing proves that angels existed. Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze, make sure he was lifted. Voice for the voiceless, just gotta say. Let's keep celebrating Billy Holiday. It lifts me up, up, and calms me down, down. When I am lost, it's through the
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Fuse Box Radio. 